Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today with Howard Chang, one of the National Psoriasis Foundation's extraordinary volunteers who is active in many capacities, but above all else, helps the foundation achieve its mission to drive efforts to cure psoriatic disease and improve the lives of those affected by psoriasis and or psoriatic arthritis. Howard has overcome many challenges through his 41 years of living with psoriasis and eczema, including, in his words, trying everything for treatments. Let's explore that journey and learn why Howard became involved with the National Psoriasis Foundation. Welcome, Howard. It's a pleasure having you on Soundbites today. So to start, let's help our listeners learn a little bit more about you. You were diagnosed with psoriasis at age eight, which means you've probably seen and tried a lot of different treatments. Can you talk about how people viewed your psoriasis and how treatments have changed over the years? Thanks. It's great to be on Soundbites. Um, thanks again for having me. Yeah, definitely um, the view that people have of my psoriasis, I think, has ranged on a spectrum. Some people just have seen it as a simple rash and even a little bit of like that get over it kind of attitude. Some people just want to avoid me or avoid catching whatever I have. They don't even know what it is, but they're just afraid. Some people will say, you know what? We love you the way you are. We don't see your psoriasis, but I want them to know that it's actually a part of me and it's part of uh, you know, what's made me who I am today. And others, I think, are, take a learning attitude. They, they want to learn more about psoriasis. They want to learn more, more about the impact of it on my life. Um, in terms of treatments, treatments have changed. And I think just going over my own treatment journey, reflects the changes of treatments. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, I was doing a lot of topicals like tar and topical steroids. I even used this paste called anthralin that was really messy and it burned your skin and it was just really uncomfortable. I've used phototherapy and added that in on top of the other treatments, uh, topical treatments that I was on from ultraviolet A and ultraviolet B. And now you have narrowband ultraviolet B uh, wavelengths. And then I, I've taken lots of pills. My first systemic was called methotrexate pill that I started in college. And then I took cyclosporin and psoriatane later. And now I've been on six biologics. So biologics came out in the early 2000s and now I'm my sixth one. And so, um, yeah, we can see how treatments have gone over the years and kind of how they've improved and how I've, and I feel like I've been able to benefit from them. So you mentioned having tried six different biologics. What treatments are you currently taking? And if you don't mind sharing, in the past, I know you've mentioned that you're a big combination guy. <laughs> That's right. I I think my case is uh, uniquely stubborn. My wife says it, it reflects who I am as a stubborn person, but uh, I need more than one treatment going at a time. And it's been that way for me since I was a child. So currently I'm taking an injectable biologic. I also add in a low-dose uh, narrowband ultraviolet phototherapy. I have a home light panel, which is really convenient and useful. And I also apply a medium strength topical steroids uh, twice a day. I also try to augment my medical treatments with exercise. I do some prayer meditation. A lot of that is to reduce stress and to help maintain my weight. And what would you say has been the most difficult aspect of living with psoriasis over the years? Yeah, that's a really good question. There's a lot of difficult aspects of living with psoriasis over the years. And I think for me, I could boil it down to the word unpredictable. 
I don't know when a flare might come on suddenly. Sometimes overnight, my skin will just flare out. I equally don't know when or if my skin might calm down from a flare or just may even go into a really calm state. It's very unpredictable if my treatments will work or not. If they do, if and when, they will stop working because it seems like all of them do stop working at some point or maybe have to rotate and change treatments. I'm concerned if insurance will cover my medications, the costs associated. There's a lot of costs with buying moisturizers and prescription medications and seeing doctors. So that's also something I can't plan for sometimes in terms of the costs and unpredictability of that. And I think it's always in the back of my mind. So I've had some really horrible flares that my entire life could change, maybe even at a moment's notice what feels like a moment's notice that maybe I can't work or I won't be able to function well because of my psoriasis. Although I think with newer treatments, I've had less of that kind of catastrophic concerns and worries regarding the unpredictability of my psoriasis. So you've already mentioned that you do some stress management techniques to lead a healthy lifestyle. What other strategies do you use to help make living with psoriasis easier? Yes, I I try to work as closely as I can with my dermatologist. I feel like if I can mitigate my psoriatic symptoms, then a lot of other things get better and improve. I messaged her just the other day to update her on my condition. So she knows how I'm doing between visits. So when I do see her, that we can start just right where I'm at. Treat to target is something that has been really helpful for me to focus my discussions with my doctor and help me focus on a goal. A few years ago, I read about the, the National Psoriasis Foundation's um, medical board's treat to target recommendations. And my understanding is that the goal is to work with your healthcare provider to develop a, stre- a treatment strategy. And that treatment strategy would lead to 1% or less psoriasis on your body within three months. An acceptable goal is to have 75% improvement in three months. So these kind of goals establish a target to kind of go for when you're treating. And, you know, for years, I just wanted to get better. With recent treatments, I feel I can shoot higher and hopefully have uh, a better quality of life. And so that that goal helps me look ahead instead of mostly focusing on how bad things might be now or even were before. Another way I think I cope is just for my self-talk. I've been able to be more aware of how I think and talk to myself. I tell myself that if there's a big flare that I've made it through them before and I can't again, that's that can be encouraging to me personally. I pray, which helps me unburden myself. I, I feel that there is a higher power in control of my psoriasis, even when it feels unpredictable or I feel like I'm not in control. Well, that's a really inspiring message for others. Thank you. I noticed you're an active blogger and have written blogs for the foundation. What motivated you to begin blogging and what has it meant for you to share your story online? Yeah, I started to share my story online through blogging um, with the hope to just help even one person who might feel alone. And so I began writing for a health website um, that eventually merged into Everyday Health. And so I have a column there called the Itch to Beat Psoriasis, um, which I've been writing for over 12 years, Um, in addition to writing for some other sites as well as the National Psoriasis Foundation blog. And I think it's, it's meant a lot to me personally in writing. I've learned how much I've personally needed to connect with others. Um, to share my feelings and my experiences. It's just part of my way of coping as well and processing. And it's meant so much to me that what I've gone through with psoriasis over all the years can potentially be useful to others um, to help redeem my experiences, to help others and help them not feel alone as I felt alone in the past. And do you feel that you have a path towards controlling your psoriasis? I do now, but I, I haven't always felt like there was a path toward controlling my psoriasis. I think I'm at a point where I can say that I really haven't tried every medication. That used to be my byline. I've tried everything. But there's so many more options available now, and I, there are things that I just haven't tried, I haven't gotten around to. And so I do feel like 
with more options and greater treatments coming out that I can keep my psoriasis mostly under control. I'm currently doing well with my my biologic that I'm on right now, but I know like others that might not work as well in the future, but I'm pretty confident that there are other ones out there or even newer ones coming that could be just as effective and help me control my psoriasis. And when or how did you first become interested in volunteering for the National Psoriasis Foundation? And furthermore, what prompted your involvement? Yeah, you know, my first contact with the foundation was as a teenager, and I saw some pamphlets at the doctor's office. I remember reading National Psoriasis Foundation. That was one of the, the few sources of information that I had to learn about psoriasis. I mean, there's no internet back then. And I feel like my doctor appointments were very quick and they didn't explain a lot of things to me. And so um, I always kept that, I think, in the back of my mind, how the foundation helped me when I was a teenager. So about 10 years ago, I was in LA and I received an email for a meeting for potential volunteers. And so I went to that meeting and I had been writing my blogs for a while. And I thought, maybe this is a chance that I could help out in the local community and, and help people face to face as well. So it in that time, I started a support group. I participated in some of the events, and then I moved back to Northern California, and I've been involved up here as well. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So you've been involved with the foundation for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, the foundation, I think, has been a part of me for quite a while. So it's been, yeah, it's been a great support. <laughs> so I've noticed that you're also very involved in the foundation's advocacy efforts, from being a member with the Western Advocacy Region to local advocacy days and the Capitol Hill Day in Washington, D.C., how important is it being an advocate? And can you talk about your role in increasing awareness around healthcare issues related to the management of psoriasis? Yeah, it's been really rewarding to be part of advocacy and be part of advocacy efforts of the National Psoriasis Foundation. I'm really driven by doing whatever it takes and whatever I can to find a cure for psoriasis, to, to bring awareness to the needs of those in the chronic illness community, particularly with uh, psoriatic conditions, and just to have better treatments that patients can access. We have great treatments, but patients can't always access them or get them and who hopefully can do do well on and have a better quality of life. So, you know, I know I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a, a medical doctor, but as a patient advocate, I see my role in, in just sharing my story. It's what's something I live. It's something I know really well. It, my experience living with psoriasis and sharing in a way that makes those who, who can make a difference, like lawmakers or medical industry providers, that they can hear and understand what it is to live with psoriasis. I feel like I've been sharing for so long that I forget that there's still a lot of people out there that don't know how how impactful psoriasis can be physically, emotionally, socially, and so forth on a person's life. So I, I feel like advocacy is a place that I want to keep going on, working and, and, and putting my efforts as long as there are those people who need to become more aware of just how psoriasis is more than skin deep. We're so very thankful for your efforts. So what do you say to someone who may be interested in being an advocate, but is hesitant because they don't know what to do or how to react with their senator or representative? Advocacy is like anything else. There's always this first time. And I joined the first advocacy day that the foundation had in Sacramento. And I remember that I was really excited to be part of reaching the goal of supporting current legislation, you know, receiving training, educating patients and telling my story. But I, I have to say I was really intimidated and scary um, those first couple times, really. I'm, I'm grateful as I look back for the foundation's uh, staff who walked me through just kind of step by step of what it is through the training. They put you on a team with veterans and staff who will guide the experience. Last time I went, I became that that team leader. And so there's always someone there who, who's who been there and who knows what to do. And just to remember, our goal as patient advocates is just to tell our stories living with psoriasis. And it's probably something that you that people have already done. 
with their family and friends. And you're just doing that in an office with a legislator or their aides. And they're very receptive and they listen typically and take notes. And they're very interested in what we have to say. So I'd say if you do want to get involved, I'd I appreciate all the different ways that um, the foundation provides for those of us in the psoriasis community to participate in advocacy. If you want to learn more about what it means to be an advocate, you can go to advocate.psoriasis.org. Um, you can participate virtually by posting Facebook messages, or you can let your voice be heard by email. There are many ways to be involved in accessing the resources found at the website, advocate.psoriasis.org. You may not think you, ha- you can make a difference, but collectively, as a community, we can. And the more voices that are heard, the better. So I would just suggest looking out for announcements about advocacy advocacy days in your area. And just make sure you sign up. And if you're not sure, just learn more about it. And, and I think it'll be a great experience if you do. So do you agree that being an advocate for yourself is just as important as being an advocate for your community? Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Being an advocate for myself was really how I got started in, in advocacy in general and then being an advocate in my community. You know, I didn't feel when I was younger that I could talk to my doctor. I just did what they told me. Sometimes it it wasn't working that well for me and I would just suffer. But by learning how to speak up about how I feel or what I need, just with my doctor in, in the office, I started receiving better care. I felt a part of the process, and I think that was really empowering. Um, I've needed to make calls and write letters to have medications approved or treatments approved or or to appeal denials. It's not always successful, but I have a couple of decisions that have been overturned on appeal. Or I just found other ways to get treatments I needed, talk to drug manufacturers or getting help from family and friends. So I think that there's lots of ways that you can advocate for yourself, and that really is a starting point to advocate for others. Perfect response. So what do you feel is the most rewarding part of being a volunteer for the National Psoriasis Foundation? You've been involved in a variety of activities from advocacy days, team MPF walks, stamp out activities, moderating educational events, and being a speaker at regional conferences. How can others benefit from being involved? Being part of the foundation has has given me many um, opportunities, as you've mentioned, to to be involved. And when I go out to these events and when I participate in meetings, advocacy, it just reminds me that I'm not alone in my efforts to find a cure, to help those in the psoriasis community, which ultimately helps me, which has helped me over the years from better treatments or just emotionally, psychologically, to heal and to connect with others. Um, It's super rewarding to know that as a community, as a psoriasis community, that I'm on a team that's dedicated um, to the same causes that I am, things that I really care about, and and to meet other people who care about the same. It's been amazing to see the progress and research and treatments and to see how the foundation's just been a, a huge part of that. Um, I I definitely encourage everyone to get involved in some way or another in the foundation. When you get involved, you're going to meet some of the most inspiring and courageous and dedicated people that you'll meet anywhere. You'll feel uplifted and know that you're making a difference. So whether you go on a run, a walk, or a cycle, an advocacy day, doing something online even, all of that makes a difference. Well, you're definitely inspiring to others as well. How important is it to create awareness about psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis? What types of activities can someone do in their community? Creating awareness about psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis is still so important. I think there's still a lot of misinformation out there. One of the mantras in our community is that it's not contagious. People don't know that when they see rashes on your skin or see lesions on your skin. And so getting the awareness out, even within the community, that there are better treatments out there, that there are options. I think this it's so important getting educated and helping the community at large, even family and friends, to just better understand the condition so they can better understand what 
you're going through. I like to start small, you know? I started my blog with just trying to reach one person. Maybe there's just someone that you can talk to. I, I used to be really afraid to get my haircut, and I started talking to my barber and explaining what psoriasis was to them, and I had a captive audience at the time I'm getting my haircut. And just uh, small things like that, just telling your friends or family as it comes up, just what it is as you get educated yourself. And of course, all those different activities that the foundation has that you can just sign up and do those and just spend a few hours or just a little bit of time helping the effort, the cause that we have to find a cure. Wow, what great examples. So what final message would you like to share with our listeners today? I've heard that your theme is don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. I do say that quite a bit. And I don't know if I even noticed that I do, but I think that really is an attitude that I have when I think about my psoriasis. You know, 40 years plus of living with psoriasis, there are times that I've wanted to give up on treatments that I've even wanted to give up on myself. I mean, there are times that I... I just didn't want to do anything. And I was depressed and I was anxious and just withdrawn. So I think that it means a lot to me to say, to persevere, to keep going. And as, as we mentioned before, there are just so many more options and treatments and support out there. If you feel stuck, that there, there's something out there that can help you. The foundation's there to help you. We have a lot of bloggers like myself out there and people who can point you in the right direction if they can't get you to the final destination. Well, thank you, Howard, for your involvement and the gift of being a volunteer. You're certainly an inspiration to so many people with psoriasis. We really appreciate your time today and for all you do. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to all MPF volunteers who, like Howard, work to make a difference in the lives of others affected by psoriatic disease. We honor and celebrate your efforts to help the foundation move our mission forward. You too can be an advocate and improve the health of others in the psoriatic community by joining the MPF April 21st for Take Action Tuesday. Look for details through our Facebook event that describes how to participate. Check the episode notes for the link. Collectively as a community, we can be heard. Your voice can make a difference, just like Howard. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.